music marks the times of our lives, reminds us of days gone by, and inspires today's and tomorrow's hits. Hi, I'm Dee Dwayne, and welcome to The Real Deal, spotlighting the best music and the biggest artists of yesterday, providing an insight of just what made them so great. I remember when I was a kid, some of my friends wanted to be firemen, some wanted to be a policeman, or even Batman or Superman. But me, I wanted to be one of the Temptations. In fact, I wanted to be David Ruffin or Dennis Edwards. They were my heroes. Me, my brothers, and the guys from across the street used to emulate them by singing all their songs and doing all their dance steps. One night, we even did an entire Temptations show. <laughs> I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun, and those were some good times. This group really influenced many, including myself, with the way they dressed and moved. We are excited to present to you one of the pioneering groups of Motown known for their choreography, distinct harmonies, and flashy wardrobe. The Temptations were highly influential to the evolution of R&B and soul music. They have sold tens of millions of albums, toured all over the world, and they are one of the most successful groups in music history. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the story and the music of The Temptations right here on The Real Deal. The Temptations started out as two separate rival vocal groups, The Distance and The Primes. Eddie Kendricks and Paul Williams began singing together in church as children. In 1957, they formed The Primes. Under the direction of Milton Jenkins, the Primes soon became well-known around the Detroit area for their meticulous performances. Milton Jenkins later created the sister group, the Primettes, later known as the Supremes. Otis Williams and Melvin Franklin were performing in a group called the Siberians when they were assigned to Northern Records and changed their name to The Distance. The group recorded two singles for Northern Records, including Come On in 1959 and All Right in 1960. During this time, both the Primes and the Distance were influenced by other vocal groups, including the Miracles, the Cadillacs, Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, the Drifters, and the Ozzy Brothers. The Distance weren't very successful at Northern Records, and it was just a stroke of luck that they soon received an offer from Barry Gordy to sign with Motown. Now, in those days, singing groups were constantly changing group members and their names for their groups. While visiting relatives in Detroit, Eddie Kendricks called Otis Williams who desperately needed two more members for an audition for Barry Gordy. He offered Eddie a lead singer position in his new group. Eddie agreed on the condition that he could bring Paul Williams along with him. Otis happily agreed. The original name for the new lineup of Otis Williams, Melvin Franklin, Elbridge Al Bryant, Eddie Kendricks and Paul Williams was the Elgins. Under that name, they auditioned for Motown in March 1961. Already impressed with some of the members after hearing session work, Barry Gordy agreed to sign the group to Motown. However, before signing, Barry discovered another group was using the name of the Elgins. Outside on the steps of the Hitsville USA studio, the group began tossing around ideas for a new name. It didn't take long for them to decide to call the group the Temptations. The Temptations were signed and they got to work. Their first few records bombed as they were trying to locate a sound and a solid production team. Well, hard work and patience eventually paid off when in 1962, The Temptations had their first charted single, 
Dream Come True, which peaked at number 22 on the R&B chart. Here's the song that put them on the map, written and produced by Barry Gordy. Dream Come True by The Temptations. In 1963, Smokey Robinson was already successful writing and producing for Mary Wells, The Miracles, and The Supremes. He began working with The Temptations, and his first work with the group was I Wanna Love I Can See, with Paul Williams on lead vocal. While the song failed to chart, it did eventually become a popular live performance feature for the group, and particularly for Paul Williams in general. Due to their lack of hits, the group was given the nickname The Hitless Temptations. Well, even though they took it in stride, the group knew that something had to change. But what? My name is Dee Duane, and you're listening to The Real Deal. Sure do without 
Just like a moth to a flame, around this same time, David Ruffin began following the group around as he aspired to join the group. During a local Detroit performance, David Ruffin joined the group on stage and impressed them with his vocal talent and dancing skills. Following this same time, Al Bryant had grown frustrated with the group's lack of success and became restless and uncooperative, preferring the mundane routine of his day job as a milkman over the rigors of rehearsals and performing. After a heated altercation with Paul Williams and hitting him in the head with a beer bottle, Al Bryant was fired from the group. As a result, David Ruffin was brought in as his replacement in January of 1964. Also in January, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles bandmate Bobby Rogers co-wrote and produced The Way You Do The Things You Do with Eddie Kendricks on lead vocal. The single became the Temptations' first top 20 hit that April. You know you could have been a candle I'm holding you so tight You know you could have been a handle The way you swept me off my feet You know you could have been a broom The way you smell so sweet You know you could have been some the Temptations finally found the right formula. The combination of Otis Williams, Melvin Franklin, Eddie Kendricks, Paul Williams, and David Ruffin became known as the Classic Five. Here's the founding member Otis Williams discussing how the Temptations were built. Well, we had always uh, uh, built uh, our, our act as different guys in the group could step up and take a lead. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was something we were very proud of. I was probably the one that didn't do that much leading because my ear don't necessarily run that way. My ear was 
as long as all five of us are being successful and things are happening, I'm satisfied. You yeah. know, so, uh, but uh, I did have my, you know, times when I would step up and leave. Yeah. But we pride ourselves on uh, uh, being able to uh, uh, sing just about anything. And that's why we did albums like uh, Temps in a Mellow Mood, to show that uh, we could sing other than the regular contemporary R&B pop kind of flavorings, but tunes that had a, a, another kind of a substance and uh, longevity. The group was tight, the writing and production team was excellent, and the Temps were on a roll. The next two Temptations singles in 1964, Girl, Why You Wanna Make Me Blue, along with I'll Be In Trouble, and its B-side, The Girl's All Right With Me, all featured Eddie Kendricks on lead. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to the Real Deal presentation of The Temptations right here on TheHot12.com. Robinson saw the potential in the mellow yet gruff voice of David Ruffin and thought that if he could write the perfect song for his lead vocal, then the group would have their first top 10 hit. While traveling and performing as part of Motown's Motortown Review Tour and inspired by his wife Claudette, Smokey and fellow Miracles member Ronnie White wrote My Girl. The Temptations recorded the song in the fall of 1964 with David Ruffin singing his first lead vocal for the group. Released as a single on December 21, 1964, the song became The Temptations' first number one pop hit in March of 1965 and is their signature song to this day. Yeah. 
had requested the opportunity to write and produce for The Temptations, and in 1966, Barry Gordy promised him that if Smokey's song, Get Ready, failed to chart in the top 20, he would be allowed to produce the next song. Well, Get Ready subsequently missed its mark, and Gordy issued the Whitfield-produced Ain't Too Proud to Beg with David Ruffin on lead as the next single. Ain't Too Proud to Beg outperformed Get Ready on the charts, and Norman Whitfield became The Temptations' new main producer. But I refuse to let you go If I have to beg, plead for your sympathy I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me
Norman Whitfield had a lot of new ideas for The Temptations. He began pulling the group away from the ballad-based productions that Smokey had brought forth and started leaning toward a harder-edged bass-heavy sound reminiscent of Sly and the Family Stone and James Brown. He decided to make the transition as smooth as possible and co-wrote their next big hit. I Wish It Would Rain reached the number one spot on the R&B chart and stayed there for three weeks in March of 1968. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal right here on TheHot12.com. Sunshine, blue skies, please go away. A girl found another and gone away with her went my future my life is filled with gloom so day after day i stay locked up in my room i know to you it might sound strange but i wish it would rain Success brings along change. Some people can handle it, and some tend to let it destroy them. From early 1964 to mid-1968, the Temptations went from unknown hopefuls to international stars, and as a result, they appeared frequently on television shows such as American Bandstand, The Ed Sullivan Show, and The Hollywood Palace. At the same time, the group began to achieve a crossover success, catering to middle America with a pop standards album, the success of which resulted in performances at the famous Copacabana nightclub in New York. 
By 1967, David Ruffin had begun demanding special treatment as lead singer, riding to and from shows in a private mink-lined limousine with his then-girlfriend, Motown singer Tammy Terrell, instead of riding in the group limousine used by the other Four Temptations. <laughs> the other members became slowly irritated and annoyed with Ruffin's behavior. Following Motown's decision to rename the Supremes as Diana Ross and the Supremes, Ruffin felt that he was entitled to the same treatment and demanded that his group be renamed as well to David Ruffin and the Temptations. Ruffin was also causing friction with Barry Gordy by demanding an accounting of the group's earnings. Mm. Some of this behavior was also attributed to the fact that by, by this time, David Ruffin had begun using cocaine regularly, building further tension within the group and causing him to miss a number of group meetings, rehearsals, and concerts. There was a general consensus among the group that Ruffin needed to be replaced. Well, when David missed a June 1968 engagement in order to attend a show by his new girlfriend, it was decided that he had finally crossed the line. The other four temptations drew up a legal document officially firing Ruffin from the group on June 27, 1968. The following day, Dennis Edwards, a singer formerly with the Contours, was selected and hired to take David Ruffin's place. The Temptations were moving on, and this time without David Ruffin. In November of 1968, The Temptations paired up with The Supremes and released their next major hit. I'm Gonna Make You Love Me was the lead single from the duet's album, Diana Ross and The Supremes Joined The Temptations. a man to do Oh baby. baby I'll sacrifice for you I'll even do wrong for you Oh baby Every minute Every hour I'm gonna shower you With love and affection Look at us coming in your direction
My name is D. Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal as we present the music and the careers of The Temptations. Okay, now let's see how much you really know about The Temptations. Here are five things that you, as well as I, probably didn't even know about The Temptations. Number one, as an artist, sometimes your name means everything. After some of The Temptations songs failed to hit the charts, Barry Gordy changed their name to The Pirates and recorded a couple of songs under that name to see if it would catch on. But those records flopped too. <laughs> Barry went back to the name The Temptations. Number two, which two members of the group are related? Well, David Ruffin and Melvin Franklin were actually distant cousins. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Number three, which Temptation is the oldest? No, not oldest. No, it ain't oldest. Paul Williams was the oldest. Paul was born on July 2nd, 1939. Number four. Motown's first ever Grammy Award was for the song Cloud Nine by The Temptations. I'll bet you that stopped all that hitless Temptation talk. <laughs> Number five. The Temptations left Motown for two years and signed with Atlantic Records. No hit was the end result, so when Barry Gordy asked him to come back to Motown, they did just that. And here's a bonus fact for you. The Temptations wanted a trademark for their group. So you know that that unique four-headed microphone stand that only the Temptations had? Well, it not only made it easier for them to do all their dance steps, but guess what? That microphone stand was invented by David Ruffin. Mm-hmm, it sure was. I wouldn't lie to you. You're listening to The Real Deal right here on TheHot12.com. The addition of Dennis Edwards to The Temptations coincided with the adoption of a new sound for the group by producer Norman Whitfield. And in the fall of 1968, Whitfield began producing psychedelic-based material for The Temptations. Songs like Cloud Nine, Psychedelic Shack, and Runaway Child Running Wild took The Temptations into an entire different direction musically from whence they came. Norman Whitfield was hot, and he produced and co-wrote I Can't Get Next to You, fully utilizing Dennis Edwards on lead vocal. The song was also a number one hit on the top R&B singles chart for five weeks, becoming the second of The Temptations' four number one top hits on the pop charts, and one of the best-selling singles that the group has ever released.
Eddie Kenders became detached from the group after David Ruffin's firing and as the health of Paul Williams continued to fail. In addition, Eddie preferred the ballad material from the earlier days and was uncomfortable with the psychedelic soul material that the group was now performing. Eddie rekindled his friendship with David Ruffin, who persuaded him to go solo. Eddie Kendricks no longer felt he had a say in the handling of the group and was convinced that Motown's handling of the Temptations' finances was cheating the group out of money. Eddie lobbied strongly in 1970 to have the Temptations go on strike. No performances and no recordings until Barry Gordy and the Motown staff would be willing to go over all the group's finances with independent accountants. Otis Williams and Melvin Franklin strongly opposed this idea and negativity within the group was the end result from this disagreement. Here's Otis Williams discussing the downside to success. One thing that you have to remember, people are going to be people regardless, you know, and I learned that with uh, trying to, my friend Melvin, you know, he would uh, take on many different forms, you know, and I would get off to myself and say, Otis, Otis, my doctor said, Otis, you can only do what you can do. People are going to do what they want to do regardless to how much uh, common sense you try and use on them or lay on them and whatever. And it was a constant battle because I wanted the five of us, the original five, to stay together because that was a magic that will never be had like that original five. So it really hurt me to see guys uh, get lost along the way. Get lost along the way. After a November 1970 Copacabana engagement, one final confrontation between the three caused Kendricks to walk out in between shows and not return. Both Kendricks and Williams then agreed that Eddie would be leaving the group. Before Eddie Kendricks officially left The Temptations, he and Paul Williams recorded the lead vocals for Just My Imagination Running Away With Me, a ballad that became Eddie's final single with the group. My name is Dee Dwayne, and you're listening to The Real Deal. Dream or to real it all seems. 
Norman Whitfield wanted no restrictions to his songs and his production style. The songs became longer with a lot of emphasis on the music and sparse funk production values. The lyrics became more poignant and real and in your face as well. Papa Was a Rolling Stone was one of the longest and most successful songs recorded by The Temptations. Norman produced a dramatic 12-minute version of the song for The Temptations which became popular in clubs and discos around the country. An edited 7-minute version was released as a single and became one of the longest hit singles in music history. It hit number one on the pop charts and number five on the R&B charts. In 1973, Papa Was a Rolling Stone won The Temptations their second Grammy for Best R&B Performance by a Group. My name is Dee Duane and you're listening to The Real Deal right here on TheHot12.com.
The Temptations have endured a lot personally and professionally, and they still remain as vibrant and musically coherent as ever. A lot has changed over the years, but the Temptations seem to keep rising and moving forward. Original member and founder Otis Williams continues to lead and guide the group, and in fact, they have a new album entitled The Temptations Still Here. Check it out, you will see they haven't missed a step. In 1984, Otis Williams and lead singer Ollie Woodson hooked up with former Earth, Wind & Fire members Al McKay and Ralph Johnson and produced Treat Her Like a Lady. The song became The Temptations' biggest success on R&B radio since 1975, reaching number two on the R&B charts and was the first single where Ollie Woodson performed as lead singer. I'll treat her like a lady. And that's one that Ollie Woodson and myself wrote and uh, he sang lead on it. and. Uh, it's something that I'm very proud of because it, it uh, kind of let the women know that there are guys that's still around that believe in treating them as such because, you know, being out on the road and talking uh, to women, you know, you would always hear, you know, guys, they don't know how to treat women and they, this and that. So Ollie and me, we sat out and we came up with the idea of treat her like a lady to let them know that there are guys like that. And
1960s and 70s, a number of groups were significantly influenced by The Temptations. Among them are the Delphonics, the Shy Lights, the Spinners, the Dramatics, Daryl Hall and John Oates, and even Motown label mates, the Jackson 5. Recent soul and R&B vocal groups including New Edition, Jodeci, Blackstreet, Drew Hill, and most notably, Boys to Men in the 1980s also show significant influence from The Temptations. The Temptations received the Lifetime Achievement Grammy Award in 2013, and in August of 2013, The Temptations were officially inducted into the R&B Music Hall of Fame. They were inducted into the Vocal Group Hall of Fame in 1999, and in 2001, their album Irresistible won the group its third Grammy, this one for Best Traditional R&B Vocal Performance. The group's final Motown album entitled Legacy was released in 2004. Later that year, The Temptations asked to be released from their Motown contract and moved to New Door Records. The Temptations songs have been covered by scores of musicians, from R&B singers such as Luther Vandross to pop vocalists such as Bette Midler. Even rock bands such as Rare Earth, Anthrax, Duran Duran and The Rolling Stones. <laughs> well. I guess I wasn't the only one that wanted to be a Temptation. Over the course of their career, the Temptations have released four Hot 100 number one singles and 14 R&B number one singles. Their material has earned them three Grammy awards, and the Temptations were the first Motown recording artist ever to win a Grammy for Cloud Nine in 1969. Six of the Temptations, Edwards, Franklin, Kendricks, Ruffin, Otis Williams, and Paul Williams, were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1989. The Temptations were also listed on Rolling Stone Magazine's list of 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. When it comes to male vocal groups, The Temptations set the bar, established the foundation, and then surpassed it with their endurance and longevity. And that is what makes The Temptations the real deal. 
My name is D. Dwayne. Thank you for listening to The Real Deal right here on Hot12.com. by Melody Productions and we welcome your comments and ideas for future shows. Hit me up at the D-Man, that's the D, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, the D-Man, 524 at hotmail.com and I'll hit you right back. Always keep it real and thanks again for listening to The Real Deal. <laughs>